Welcome to the Birth Lounge Podcast, an empowering space for expecting and new parents to hear candid conversations with experts, support your mental health, and learn the tips and tricks that thousands of parents have used to craft their ideal birth. We will answer all of your questions, the scary ones and the weird ones, to help calm your fears and feel confident going into your birth. I'm going to help you redefine what birth and motherhood looks like and how to embrace your journey. I've intentionally crafted an amazing list of experts to help you navigate pregnancy, explore your birth options, and plan for postpartum so it can be a time of soaking in your tiny human. We're going to go there on all the hard topics so that you can dive into finding your confidence and freeing yourself from fears around childbirth. With almost 10 years of experience in family education and a master's degree in human development and family studies, I created this podcast as a way to share information so parents can make educated and informed decisions about their care during pregnancy and childbirth. This is a birth community driven by evidence-based information and research in hopes to help you explore your options, understand your rights, and know what choices you have along the way. I'm your host, Hee Hee. Now let's get to the good stuff. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Birth Lounge Podcast. How are you? Happy Friday. I love these episodes so much because they're so unscripted. Not that the other ones aren't unscripted with the guest, um, but we have a topic, right? And then for these Friday free talks, I just, I bring one thought to you and I kind of let it go and we see where they where that takes us right today I bring you the thought your bladder matters yeah in labor especially so when we think about labor I want you to picture your pelvis and then I want you to picture your baby in your pelvis coming down your pelvis now I want you to imagine there's a balloon sitting on your pubic bone it's not in your vagina below your baby's head it's more like where the back of their head is if they are facing your tailbone so their nose is towards your bum hole where the back of their head is, imagine that there's a balloon there on your pubic bone. Your baby somehow has to get around this balloon. And the further they squeeze down and down and down, that balloon has to go somewhere. That balloon is your bladder. And we want to make sure that we're doing our part to empty your bladder regularly throughout labor. And when I say regularly, I mean once an hour. And this is especially true if you are choosing to hydrate by mouth. Meaning you have done your research and you have decided that you do not want to labor with an IV in your arm. And so you're choosing to stay hydrated via drinking water throughout your labor. This is especially important. You don't have to worry about this if, you're, if you have a catheter. 
because that will obviously drain your bladder. But if you are drinking water and you do not have a catheter, you need to be going to the bathroom and emptying your bladder at least once an hour throughout active labor. You know, as your contractions are ramping up, you need to be emptying that bladder so that as your baby is dropping and spinning and doing their corkscrew movement, that they don't have anything in their way. And that means when they get down to your bladder, it's empty so that they can slide on past it. You know, your bladder just takes up space. So the more space that we can allow for your baby to do their thing during labor, the better. And that includes emptying out your bladder regularly. Or, and I've seen this one time, and it was absolutely horrendous, your bladder gets pinched as your baby passes by your bladder. Some of it gets pinched below their head. And then you're not able to pee. That's really hard. So you just really want to pee often, right? Plus, the toilet is a great place to labor. You're in a great position. You can even turn around backwards and have someone bring you a pillow or roll up a towel or have someone roll up a blanket and put it on the back of the toilet and just sit and kind of lounge and, and lay your head down on the back of the toilet on a pillow or whatever is soft right there that you have. Again, if you have a catheter, so this is for anybody who has an epidural, you'll have a catheter, so you don't necessarily have to worry about this. Um, you do wanna be on the lookout for blood in your uh, urine bag, right? So at the end of that catheter where it's draining to, if you have blood in that bag, just alert your nurse. Some blood is okay, some blood is not. We're gonna let your nurse decide that. So just call their attention to it. And the last thing I wanted to mention about your bladder is something that I have forever heard from both, um, I guess, nurses, when I think about who's told me this the most, but then also just reading various things. Um, when I went to look for the research behind it, I actually wasn't able to find anything hard. I hope somebody maybe out there does have something um, that backs this up, but I have always been told that a full bladder is linked to a risk of postpartum hemorrhaging, right? And I could find it on like websites, reputable web websites, but I wanted some research. I wanted actual, you know, some research and I wasn't able to find anything. Um, I also couldn't find anything that specifically named empty in the bladder um, concerning postpartum hemorrhaging on the ACOG website either. Again, maybe someone out there has a better link and I just was overlooking it. Um, but I couldn't find anything. However, I thought this was a good chance for us to talk about postpartum hemorrhaging just real quick so that um, you know why people might ask you to get up and go pee shortly after having your baby. So postpartum hemorrhage is defined as a thousand milliliters or more 
of blood loss within the first 24 hours after having your baby. And it's not just the bleeding that we're worried about. So postpartum hemorrhage is also linked to other pretty bad things like respiratory distress syndrome, just shock to your body in general, renal failure, so that's not good. Um, something called disseminated intravascular coagulation, and this causes issues with blood clots in your body that then causes bleeding in other parts of your body, so that's also something that we probably want to avoid. Um, and, you know, all of this obviously can lead to transfusion, so that too is not awesome. Um, postpartum hemorrhage is something that we really, really want to avoid. For the most part, providers are going to have policies around and hospitals are going to have policies around managing this um, and they're probably going to use Pitocin. Evidence-based births is a great resource for learning about the options of Pitocin use as management for the third stage of labor, which is after your baby is born. So the rate of which postpartum hemorrhage happens is you know, it, it sounds like not a lot, but when you think about how often it actually happens, um, you might reconsider that. So from 1994 to 2006, which I understand is quite a number of years ago, it increased 26%. And that was all due uh, to what's called atony. And that means that your uterus just got too tired. It's basically a fatigue of the muscle. And I wonder if that was because of an, you know, a really long pushing stage. If that second stage of labor had a very, very long duration. It makes me wonder. Um, and in a 2017 study showed that it happened about 3% of the time. Now this led me down a rabbit hole because I was like, yikes, that is just, why? Why does that continue to happen? Um, and that actually led me to the Maternal Mortality Review Information app, which is very, very cool. This is an app where review committees that look at maternal mortality can track and uh, like turn in, you know, like submit and create policies around improving the maternal mortality. I was scanning over their website and I saw um, some familiar names like Dr. Neil Shaw and Eugene DeClerc and um, fun people that I have a lot of respect for. So I'm eager to see the results of this. Um, you know, so circling back to your bladder matters. It, it matters in labor that you are, you know, if you're not, if you don't have a catheter, um, that you're going to the bathroom regularly once an hour to empty your bladder to make space for your baby so that we don't cause any problems later down the road, right? Um, if you have an epidural and uh, you have catheter, you're all set. That will do it for you. Just be on the lookout for blood. And if you see any, just alert your nurse and they'll know if that is concerning or not. Happy Friday, you guys. Your bladder matters. Make sure you're drinking enough water over this weekend. And if you are part of those snowstorms down south, stay warm, you guys. Stay safe. My heart goes out to Texas. 
Everybody take care of yourself this weekend, and I will see you on Tuesday for another episode of the Birth Lounge Podcast. Goodbye. Hey guys, before I let you go, I wanted to let you know of something really exciting, and that is um, the Birth Lounge doors open on March 1st. That is just over a week away. So if you are having a baby anytime between now and the summertime, this is your time to get in the birth lounge. It is going to prepare you uh, for your birth. We're going to step you through your pregnancy, prepare you for your birth, and then also prepare you for postpartum. This includes pain relief during labor, both natural and medicated. We also are going to prepare your partner for pain relief and what their role is and what they need to know about the birthing process, how they can best support you through this journey. And then in postpartum, we're also going to talk to you about breastfeeding your baby, nursing your baby, bottle feeding, all the things postpartum that you need, including infant development and infant sleep. We're going to prepare you for every single aspect that you need. Also, it comes with this phenomenal community of like-minded pregnant people just like you who are interested in having an informed and confident birth experience using evidence-based education and research to make their decisions. The group is so fun. It is unmatched. You will not find another group like it on the internet. And I also know you will not find another childbirth education that's going to prepare you as wholly and fully as the birth lounge will. You guys, do not miss your chance. Doors are only open for five days. From March 1st to March 5th, you better get in while you can. To make sure you don't miss out, get on our wait list so that next week you know when doors are open. You can go to thebirthlounge.com backslash waitlist to join so you'll be one of the first ones. I cannot wait to see you in the birth lounge. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I truly do value this community and I love hanging out with you. If you found today's episode helpful, share it with a friend. Share it with someone who might also find this information helpful. I'd love to hear what you have to say and read your sweet words on iTunes. You can leave us a review and this helps get this information into the hands of parents who might also benefit from hearing it. If you're interested in joining The Birth Lounge, you can go to thebirthlounge.com. Our blog is linked there. You can find all sorts of free information as well as how to get your access to The Birth Lounge. You can always hang out with me on Instagram as well, at Tranquility by Hehe. Until then, stay educated, stay supported, stay confident. there just a friendly reminder that nothing in this podcast is to be used as medical advice diagnosis or treatment please consult your health care provider with any questions or concerns you have about your health or anything discussed in this podcast side effects may include educated adults informed decision making skills and consensual care tranquility by hehe and the birth lounge are not responsible for any ideal births that were created with this podcast the birth parent deserves all the credit